This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Here we are. Please welcome D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. Or as we call it, business as usual. Yes, that's right. We just call it Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday domination. <laughs> Competing with Wednesday night dynamite on AEW. Wake up and dominate. Yes. If you're not waking up and dominating, go back to bed. Right. Fall asleep and then wake up and dominate. Turns out you hit snooze on your life. <laughs> Hey, before we should even start, we're talking about, I jokingly said Wednesday Night Dynamite. Tonight's the night, baby. Yeah, your boy's Nick on, right? Freaking Wayne making his debut, turned 18 on Monday. What a crazy life. Graduates high school. All right. Up and leaves and goes to Japan and wrestles 20 days in Japan. Damn. Right? So he's gone for 20 days, flies back, does New Jersey two nights, like for GCW, then flies back to Seattle. Gets off off the plane on his birthday, goes straight to this uh, steakhouse, Japanese steakhouse, where a bunch of us that train with him were all waiting to it's celebrate. It's kind of ironic birthday. that you was in Japan and you took him to a Japanese steakhouse. This was his choice. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I know. I maybe, talk- <laughs> maybe he wanted American steaks to eat. <laughs> we talked about that on the morning show. Someone's just like, why would you guys take a man who just spent 20 days in Japan where he probably got the best like food that's Japanese flavored? And then take him to a Linwood Japanese steakhouse, which was awesome, by the way. But it's like one of those, like, it's called Fuji Steakhouse. It's like a Benihana type of, like, I think they call it teppanyaki. I uh, always call him hibachi. Oh, maybe it's hibachi. Yeah, I have no idea. When you said tempeyana, I was like, that sounds much more uh, real. You know, it's the thing with the volcano, and then the little thing squirts water, but it pretends it's pee on it. It does all that, the crazy juggling of the spatulas. Yeah. Yeah, we went to that place. Uh, he basically got off the airplane. Drove, got drove, driven there, and we all celebrated a bunch of us. It was a great time, but that might be the last time I ever see him. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's why right. I was like, as much as I was like, oh, it's a late night. Uh, he didn't land until 8. He was supposed to land earlier. We're supposed to do dinner earlier. Next thing you know, we're eating dinner at 8.30 in Linwood. But I was like, I'm not missing this because, you know, typically I see him on Wednesdays when we train. Right. Well, now he's a little busy being on television on Wednesdays. He's going to be wrestling tonight against our dude, uh, Sir- Swerve. Swerve. I saw that. Swerve's a vicious man. He puts up the tweet, talks about his backstory and about Nick, who unfortunately lost his pops, uh, who passed away a few years ago. And Swerve's just like, yeah, you know, I know it's a sad story, but I'm your daddy now. And I'm like, geez, man. (laughs) So is he on the roster now? Nick? Yeah. Yes. Oh, all right. That was the deal. The deal was finish high school. (laughs) This happened when he was like 16. Imagine this is your life. You're 16 years old. Ted, you and I, when we're 16, imagine your dream job says, we will hire you. We, here's the contract. It's all legally binding. You, once you graduate and turn 18, the job is yours. All right. And here we are. Graduated high school. Turned 18 on Monday. Wednesday, he's wrestling Swerve on national television on AEW. It's he, I, I could not be happier. That's awesome. And honestly, like 
mark this day down. I don't know what. Like, keep this audio. He will be the biggest wrestler in the world one day. And I'm not talking like forever from now. Like, I, I think within the next five years, he is going to make people fall in love with wrestling that maybe don't even love wrestling. He is that special of a talent. I am so fired up for the kid. All right. Yeah. I And I told him, I messaged him. I'm like, hey, man. We all know you're a great wrestler, but you're an even better person. Like legit, nice. you are like a good, good human being. And so, like, it's weird. Like when you, you look at, I almost look up to an 18 year old, which is odd. But like when it comes to wrestling, he's lived his entire life. Like he's he, he's been around since he was a kid with his family. I mean, they're all involved with wrestling. He knows so much, and he's always been like a great resource for me when I like I, I'll pick his brain all the time. And to see what is about to happen, man, I'm I'm, I'm freaking glowing about it. I'm excited. Tonight's the night. Yeah, and that happens in sports sometimes. Yes. Like, yeah. Well, the guy's younger, but you got to learn from him. Yeah, and you got to swallow your pride. Yeah. Sometimes, they, especially with me being the old dog, and I started when I was 40. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been doing it for a few years, and I, now I'm like at least at a point where people will like look at me for advice and opinions and things like that. But really, for those first few years, everybody that I was looking to to give me like any kind of feedback were sometimes half my age, or in yeah. this case, more than half my age. Yeah, it's tough, but it's also the the real, it's the truth. But if you love something, like you should, and also I think it's a good life lesson. I mean, it's the Steve talk for today. There you, you know, go. You're never too old to learn from people, even if they're a lot younger than you. Yeah. Swallow I'm with your pride. You. Yeah, swallow your pride. Yeah. I, I, I'm i with you. I, I hate that when people are like, you know, they used to be saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's like, ah, I think people could still learn. Woof, woof, bitch. Yeah, if you decide to, you can, <laughs> you know, or like people don't change. So it's like, well, like, I mean, look at you, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the change that went through your late 30s into your 40s, it's like you're still the same person. A hundred percent. But it's like there was a ton of changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think people could change when they want to. If like, they, age doesn't matter. Now, great. Like you said, you're going to have to swallow some pride. Swallow pride and work hard. Yeah. Like, it's not going to happen. It's going to be a lot harder for you than it is anyone else. Correct. But that doesn't mean you can't do it. Yeah. And if you can enjoy the journey and not just be about, I need to be at this you know, if you could just enjoy all the process of learning from people, man, it's a blast. Yeah. I had a lot of time, a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm very excited for this guy, man. I'm uh, tonight's it's crazy because we're all going to be training. So no one's going to watch it. Uh, I feel like we got to stop down. Like someone's got to like kind of have their phone on. And when his match happens, I think we should all stop down and watch it together. I think that'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. Especially yeah. like sitting on the sitting on the ring. Yes. Yeah. All on our phone. Maybe someone take a picture of all of us watching it. I think that'd be kind of cool for him to see like your boys are all in oh, for sure. Training where you would be if you weren't so selfish and got signed to AEW, you'd be there with us. Yeah, so we should bring out like a MacBook or something. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Maybe a little bigger screen. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? This iPhone isn't good enough for you? <laughs> it's good to see you, Ted. It's been a little bit. Yeah, we was well, you were on vacation, then there was July 4th. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, life. Knife. <laughs> it's good to be back. Huh? Life. Life. Well, what better way to go into this then? Life. Tech Talks. Starring the Tech Smith. You're not going to get an easier setup than this one from you. Uh, Experiences. You know what I mean? Like, you go do a lot of stuff and everything, but like, if you have a chance, go try a new experience. Yes. You know, I, 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 I've heard people say, you know, give somebody a gift of an experience. This is coming from me going down to that all-star stuff on Saturday. Mm. We had done our show on Friday. Like, look, not going to lie. Your boy was dragging ass, getting down there. It was pain in the butt to get in there. But man, getting in there was super cool. And it's like, you're not like the All Star game is probably not coming back. No, unless we get a new stadium. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was awesome. And that's like a cool experience that I'll, that I'll probably never do again. And it was just like, man, that that is good. And then 
Also, I think when you go do those experiences, like it makes memories. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, to this day, I can remember the first Washington Commanders game I went to and going up RFK and seeing the grass in person for the first time. You know, like that kind of stuff. And even, like, it's different now. TVs are better. But I still think it's very cool if if you're watching sports. Take a kid. Go go see the actual field. Absolutely, man. You know, or or seeing your buddy, uh, you know, do this well. And, like, he's going to be on TV. Like, like those experiences matter. So go do that. And sometimes it's tough. You don't want to do it. You're busy. Be easy to sit at home and play in the yard. Go do something. Playing in the yard is a lot of fun, though. <laughs> well, I didn't do much on Sunday. I'm not going to lie. I went for a swim in the pool in my building. That was about it. That's, hey, dude, right? Why not? <laughs> so what was the, uh, so I'm talking about the experience. What was that experience like? Did you see the trophy? Saw the trophy. Okay. Uh, they Did ha- you have to pay to get into any of this? Like, okay. So <laughs> here's the thing. The, you needed tickets to get into like the inside part that was in the event center of Lumen. Okay, that's so you. Could, I, I didn't know if it was just like a free fan access thing. I was very confused about it. it to be honest with you, they, they could have done a better job. Yeah. And the the activation of getting in there was a pain in the butt. You had to like download an app and then to get this barcode. I mean, there was people out there forever. Nobody would help you. Like it, it, it was a lot of people were talking about it. Okay, I feel now bad. I gave BJ a hard time because he went on Saturday and he went and saw like the Future Legends game. I was like, well, what about the uh, Celebrity All Star game? Did you see the Miz? He's like, I we didn't know if we had tickets to that. I'm like, how do you not? So I was giving. I was like, how do you not know if you had access to watch this? He's like, the tickets didn't say anything on. It. I'm like, can you just ask? Now it makes a little bit more sense. In his defense, it was pretty damn confusing. Okay, and it was like your tickets to the fan thing were almost like as I was like, well, we have tickets. I'm like, well, you got to you got to scan this barcode now and download this thing, and it's oh. like. Okay, so then it was like, you get through all that, it takes like five minutes, and then it'd be like, you already have a whatever account. It's like, I, di- I didn't even know I had that. So like, that part, honestly, like that that's you could tell they let the sponsors run it instead yeah. of letting the people that run events run it. Because my buddy literally runs events for a living for her company, and he was like, th- th- he's like, because I was frustrated. He's like, no, 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 like, this is bad. That's funny. Real quick, I, I was getting so frustrated when we went to Disneyland because I'm like, I can't get the app to link with the tickets. This is so, I was getting so stressed out. I didn't realize, and this was user error, that there's a Disneyland app and a Disney World app. And your boy Steve Miggs was on the Disney World app because that's the last time we went to a Disney thing. So I had that still on my phone. And I was like, doing, I'm like, I wonder if there's a Disneyland specific app. I mean, what happens if you go to this stuff and you have a ticket and you don't have a smartphone? Are you just out of luck? I have no. I, I got to imagine they have like a spa, a place where you go where you can scan and get a piece of paper. I get. I don't. Know. I don't know why we couldn't just sign a waiver. Then you go to the. So, so like I said, that that part could have been better. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes DJ, we're a little too embracive. Uh, or embracive. That's the word. Embracing of the technology. Yeah, and and sometimes like let people that do events do events. Mm-hmm. Don't let the sponsors have all the control because yes. this is what happens. And shout out to our bosses here. They've always been very good about that. Yeah. Uh. And and BJ, his defense too is like, I tried to go into the stadium, but I realized like I had tickets for that, but the other people with us didn't have tickets. We just had tickets to the fan thing. So yeah, but the, once you got in the fan thing, it was awesome. And I kind of forgot like this is the Super Bowl of baseball. Yeah. So like Tops had this amazing setup, and like people were trading cards. There were That's like so you cool. could go out like there was outside stuff. You could get like fake fake credentials. You could be drafted. So, like, Mike waited in line to get drafted. Me and my buddy Brett were just drinking beers on the side. Did you do the 360 thing where they could do the bat flip? 
I didn't. I saw some people did that. And I was like, that was the only thing where I'm like, I would have really liked to have done that. And, and honestly, there was so much of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had just gotten the tickets to work. So I was like, after a while, I was just like, I'm hot. <laughs> like, I'm tired of this. <laughs> I want to go home. I did see I, the stadium. I saw 24 Karat perform. Oh, okay. I, I felt I, very old. He's a rapper. I was about to say, Ted, who's 24 Karat? I don't know. Everybody kept saying it, and I was like, and everybody, everybody where I was sitting that wasn't in their 20s was like, uh, oh, what's his name's going to be here? I love that song. And they're like, no, the rapper's name is 24 Karat. Bruno Mars, the 24 Karat gold song? Oh, crap, do you hear Bruno Mars is going to be here? No. Yeah. So that, that I heard that conversation. So how was 24 Karat? I didn't recognize the song, but it was awesome. Okay. He had pyro and everything. I was like, this is great. <laughs> there was, I mean, just everything you can imagine. Because we were down there Friday to do the show at Elysian Fields. I'm amazed that no one was called 24 Carat before him. I, it, Yeah. But I mean, like, I, I can't explain it. Like, any Bud, like, the, there was two Clyde sales down there. There was a Bud pickup truck that the license plate was just like, it, it runs on freedom. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable, dude. And like all the celebrities. Runs on the blood of Kid Rock. I, it was awesome. I, I also drank Bud Light almost exclusively the entire weekend. They were like, do you like Bud Light? I'm like, I'm no. just doing it to be a, to be an ass. I'm making a stand. Yeah. It's like me. I, I, I completely 100% switched to Nike when all the Kaepernick stuff was going on. I'm making a stand. It's my own little stupid stand, but I'm making one. No more other shoes. And I've only worn Nike since. It's <laughs> like, I don't care. What weird statement am I making? Uh, also, it was awesome. I knew our buddy Barnsey that works over at the. Yeah. Like, I knew he worked inside the stadium, but like being there in the All Star Gate, it was awesome. I kept freaking out, like, dude, I know that guy. That is pretty cool. I, dude, I saw a couple videos that he posted. I'm like, I'm so proud of him. Look yeah, at him. He's on I literally the just com- screen. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I just put that on his Facebook. Yeah. So that. I will say this. I mean, I don't. If you're ever in another town, like it's a, it was a bitch getting in and out, but like go to the All Star stuff. Yeah. It, it, it it really. If you like baseball at all, it was super cool. I'll, I'll honestly, I do kick myself for not at least just going into fan stuff because I heard that like there's like so many people show up for the All Star game weekend more than that could even fit into the stadium if everybody from out of town had a ticket. Like it's like. People come not to go to the game because they can't afford to either can't get tickets, can't afford to go to that. They go for everything else. Like there's like I think they said over a couple hundred thousand people showed up for this game that were yeah. visitors. Of course, T-Mobile Park doesn't fit that many. I mean, if you had if everyone sat on each other's laps, kind of weird, but also you wouldn't still have enough to, room to fit everybody. And that's what I'm saying. Like they had it's an event, right? T-Mobile obviously was like where the games were, but it was. Outside, like in the north parking lot of Lumen, there That's was stuff cool. inside. Like they, they had that whole area was all baseball. I kind of now, ah, uh, I should have just went down. Yeah, I mean it was it was it, it was definitely a once in a lifetime kind of. Where experience. was this TED talk last time we did a show? <laughs> I'm to be honest with you, I did, I wasn't planning on doing anything. I was just like, yeah, sure, I'll take some tickets. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Did you? Want- Speaking of really cool, I have a crazy story to share with you. Like, it's, I'll try and make it super short because it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't even know how to turn it into like, a, it's almost like a TED talk. Like, you know, you talk about like, like same touch family, all those kind of things over the time. Like, you know, yeah. certain, so we go home, visit my family while we were off for several days. And my parents, you know, they're not doing the best, but like, you know, they're getting by. My mom's just recovering from a hip surgery. My dad's on dialysis. So we didn't really go outside much. And, you know, for a kid, it's their long days. 
But then all of a sudden, my aunt and uncle showed up, and it like breathed like a whole new life into the night, the day. Like all of a sudden, my aunt's playing with Tatum. She's having fun. Their their yeah. daughter's there too, so she's having fun. Apparently, she used to be a wrestling fan. You know, she's grown up now though, so she's not a fan anymore. But at least we had a little fun talking about wrestling stuff. <laughs> but it was kind of like you know, my uncle, uh, my uh, uncle Peter was like, oh yeah, we used what well, we watched SmackDown. She's like. Yeah, dad, because she's like in high school. She's like, yeah, dad. Yeah, when I was how old is she? Like fourteen or fifteen? Like seven, sixteen. Oh, 15 yeah, or sixteen maybe. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, dad. Yeah, we, we. I used to watch wrestling. Yeah, it was almost like she was like embarrassed. I'm like, well, I kind of like I still like wrestling. Yeah, but anyways, so I'm going to get dinner, and my uncle's like, I'll ride with you. I'm like, mind you, like him and I never like we're not close, but we're never close if that makes sense. He's All right. an older uncle, like he's you know several years older than me. And, you know, I was just a kid. When right. I, when I left, I was 18, and then I, I kind of left and didn't turn back. And at that time, like, he was probably, like, 30. So it wasn't, like, as if, like, we were, like, buddies and hung out. But, like, he was my uncle. I love him. And it was always fun to see him. He's the life of the party. He's a good dude. Like, so I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, uh, uh, cool that you want to take, a like, a 10-minute drive with me. I didn't expect it. But, yeah, sure. And, you know, he's looking at the car. And then I, it was, like, one of the weirdest things because out of nowhere, he just goes, yeah. He's like, I'll be honest, I get why you, like, we were talking about my parents, just my, growing up as a kid. He's like, I was so happy you moved and left. And I was like, like, I almost like want to hit the brakes. Because like, like, for the longest time, I'll be honest, like, I've had like this guilt of, did I just turn my back on my entire family? Because I was like, a kid growing up, it wasn't the best life. It was tough. My parents, like my mom, dad, love them, my brother, but there was a lot of temper. There was a lot of anger. There was a lot of like, it was New York. It was, yeah. New, you know, you you walked on eggshells all the time. Yes, everyone loved each other, but it was a weird way of showing love. And it was hard for me as a kid because I just felt like I was constantly being beat down, both like verbally and physically and everything. You know, it was like, sure. So once I graduated high school, I'm like, I'm getting out of here. Like, because either I'm getting out of here or I'm not going to make it on this planet. Like, I'm just, I'm miserable. So I did that. And then, of course, I graduated. I'm like, I can't go back home. I, and then came to Seattle, but I always had like my whole family think I'm just like giant a hole for like being. I'm the only one that left New York or New Jersey or Connecticut, you know. And so like all of a sudden he just starts going off about how he's like, I always wonder. I was always worried for you, and a lot. He's like, and the greatest thing you ever did. I was so happy that you decided to just pick up and leave. He's like, I don't know how anyone grew up in that household. He's like, I and I was just like, where was this when I was growing up? First of all, you know, because like. I would have loved to have known that I'm not like alone in this situation, but like it was cool to know that the entire time that I've been down on myself for like turning my back on my family, I actually, in the eyes of the people who I thought I let down, they were proud of me for doing that because they knew I wouldn't make it out alive if I stayed there. Right. And they can't tell you that when you're in high school. No. Is it a fight will break out and you'll throw it in? Right. Is it your mom's brother? Or your... It's my mom's younger brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So you can't be because you'd be like, you know what, mom? Even your brother thinks you suck. Right, right. I, I, and I, and, but it was just like when he said everything, I'm like, these are everything that I felt. And I'm like, wow, okay. Like, you know, I spent my entire life, Ted. Like, here I am, like in my 40s. I have spent my entire life thinking that I'm the ultimate black sheep of my family for many reasons. And so to have that moment was like, I told Sid, like, she's like, how was the drive? Because she thought I was going to be like, eh, you know. And I was like, it was amazing. And she's like, wait, what? I was like, it was amazing. I can't tell you right now why. But I'll tell you when we like <laughs> went at the we're hotel. back at the hotel. And I told her. And, then, and in a way, I also gave her a little bit more of a glimpse inside, like, why my childhood was tough. And yeah. she never, like, she's like, I didn't know all this. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, And when I can say it. It's not me just being like, woe is me. And I could say an outsider from my family who witnessed this all has just confirmed everything that I felt. 
in a 10-minute drive to go get hamburgers is insane. That's so funny, because when you said oh. he was like, I'm going to go with you, I'm like, oh, I love those drives. See, I want to get food is the best. Yeah. You, know, you get real conversations with people. Oh, did we ever, Ted? This is the realest conversation I've ever had with anyone in my family, without a doubt. It was the realest, the greatest. It was like the ultimate. It was a massive weight off of my shoulders that I, nice. I, I, I almost broke down into tears. Like It was yeah. like one of those kind of moments where it was just like... I didn't say it to him. I was like, I, I did say, I'm like, I really do appreciate you like saying all this. Like, and he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I, I was like, we're I'm very proud of you, and I'm happy that you got out. Yeah. I was like, damn. Thank you. <laughs> then we go back into pure insanity again when we walk back into. No, we, like I said, I love my family, but I also love that I'm not like there all the time. <laughs> it was a tough, tough road. <laughs> the only I was gonna say. The only difference in the Smith family is like we would if we were picking up pizzas, we would have timed it out so we had time for a beer while we were waiting for the pizza. <laughs> I almost wanted at that point go, you know, we could just go grab a beer. <laughs> right? Like when you're having a conversation like that, even for somebody like you that's not really a drinker, like that's a time where you're like love a beer. Really, let, let's go get let's go get a beer. Uh, well, tell them that we actually I, I ordered from the wrong place. I ordered from the same place in Hoboken. It's an hour drive. We'll be back in two hours. My wife would have killed me. <laughs> she would actually she would have been fine because Aunt Debbie was there and they were having a blast. My wife loves my Aunt Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> I will say after uh, after my dad's funeral, right? So my uncle Phil and Aunt Libby they were kind of driving me around, and uh, so now like we had the little reception afterwards. It's fun and everything. Now we're gonna we're all gonna drive up to cousin Tom's place, right? Because it's it's the Smiths. You got to you got to have an after party with coolers of beer and more food. So we're driving up there, and Phil, my uncle Phil, just randomly goes, "Is Jerry Seafood it's in PG County? Like, is that still running?" I said, "Yeah, it is." And he's like, "Man, I used to love that place." And I'm like, "You know, so Bernie's my buddy Bernie's there." And I said, "You know, Bernie's wife right there, Eileen. I go, that's her grandfather." So Phil has no idea. So then we're driving up there, and we have to. Go on this highway, Route 50. I was like, we got to drive out there. I said, yeah. said we, just, we just buried your brother or just had a service for your brother, my dad. I said, Phil, I'm calling in an order of like frat five crab balls. It's going to be way too expensive. I'm going to pay for it. We're going to stop and get these crab balls. So yada, yada, yada. We stop. We run in and we get them. So then we get to Cousin Tom's house. And they're like, they smell so good. So I said, you know, F it. Me, you, and Aunt Libby could just eat an order here in the truck. They don't even know we have them. Right. We ate an order before we went in the house. I was just about to say, how many of them did you eat before you guys even went into the house? I love that you ate them all. Yeah, we, we, well, we brought man. it somewhere. Yeah, we were like, yeah. So you're right. I, those little rides, and I don't know how to explain it. You get more like stuff that, and also generally you're around all the family, so you can't have those conversations. Right. It's one-on-one time. Yeah, correct. One on one time. Yeah, I, 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 clearly this is something that I did not realize was a thing because I've been so away from my family. My uncle Peter was just like, "Yeah, I'll ride with you." I'm oh like, yeah, great. it was so great. Well, he wants to get out of that. No offense to your parents, but like he wants out for a little bit. He needs yeah. a break. No, he's frustrated. Yeah, obviously, he's watching his older sister not take care of herself after hip surgery. It, it was tough, you know. My mom, mama, she hasn't been eating. So when I get there, like you know, she's like legit skinny. But she's ninety eight pounds. Yeah. It's very hard to look at. Like not. I don't know why my belt's on. <laughs> it's weird. Why I just reached down. Ted, what were you doing before this podcast? <laughs> you know, it's tough. Like when, like you see your mom not like. The weird part was when we the longer we were there, the more she started eating because she's with us. Yeah. And by the end of it, she looked healthier. 
She was walking around better. She, her, like her conversation was, she was like more alert. It was just like, yeah, you got to, I look at my dad, I'm like, even if you had to go buy her a hamburger every day, who cares if it's healthy or not? Get her something that she thinks is delicious and just keep feeding her it. Like, cause right now she just needs to put some weight on. I know it's it's it it's frustrating with those older people, it and they'll is. Ju- and they just won't do anything, and then they sit there and it's like, well, I'm, it's like, because I go through it with my mother, same yeah. thing, like, like you gotta you gotta do some stuff, like stay yes. active, like yes. this isn't like this isn't like you're in your 40s trying to get back in shape, like guys, we're almost 80, yeah, like if we don't stay active, we're gonna die. And the crazy part is the doctor they do this hip surgery, which is insane how easy it is now. Yeah, like the fact that she's like basically. And her physical therapy, all they want her to do is to get off the couch, walk to the one end of the house, walk to the other end of the house, and do that three times. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Like, that's the bare minimum. And that's even a struggle to get her to – it was just like one of those kind of – dad, obviously, you know, he's – they're just – if they could just like, – you know, like my dad's like, oh, yeah, the doctor wants me to do more cardio, but that would mean I have to go like somewhere and do cardio with them for like two, three times a week. And I'm like, doctor, when am I supposed to have my own life? And I'm like, dad – like, what is your life? Like, you get home and you're drained from dialysis and, like, you sit on the couch and you fall asleep. Like, this is something that could actually make your heart rate go good. You're in a safe situation doing cardio with a doctor. And, a, like, you'll probably do it with a few people. Who knows? Maybe you'll make some friends. Like, working out is not an awful thing all the time. Like, no. Like, this isn't something that they're making. It's not like they're making you, like, go, like, slam your head against the wall for 15 minutes. Like, this could be fun. And yeah, you're retired. You got time to go two or three days a week. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, I love how you're just like, when am I going to have time for myself? I'm like, what is that time for yourself? Like, you know, you don't want to argue. It's just, you know, when you go home, it's like you want to change the world in four days and you can't. No. So he's just like, okay, just make sure mom eats. That's all I ask. Yep. Right. Right. Start with the easy step. <laughs> yeah. Baby steps. That's all. <laughs> Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. This is the Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great popcorn. (laughs) And Beer Garden. And Beer Garden. Yeah, well, we got our... We had our flight delayed. I was like, if we're here for longer than a few hours in the airport, I was almost like, let's get out of here and let's go find Smith Family Popcorn. Because we were, we were in like D.C. Not that we were anywhere. Smith yet. Family Popcorn's in Cape Cod. I know. I know. I was just like, but I, it is I weird. thought of you and then I thought of what to do because of Ted. And the first thing I thought of was Smith Family Popcorn, even though I know it's not in Washington, D.C. But when you were telling me the story, that's like, what airport are you at? And you're like, Dallas. I'm like, oh, my brother Chris lives five minutes from there. Like, literally, he could have, he easily could have picked you up and just chilled at the house for a while. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Mariners are 45 and 44, but they, they won some games and into the break. Dude, when I saw that they won like that last series against Houston, I'm like, what's their record? They won seven in the last nine. And I look at that, and I'm like, of course, right before we go do the megacast, they are still hovering right around 500. I will say they, they got hot right before the they all-star break last year, so who knows? I'm feeling good about it, man. I feel yeah. optimistic still. Shout out to the weather. Seattle looked beautiful yesterday. Yep. As I was saying on the men's room, we, our city hasn't gotten a ton of great national press lately the last few years, so it was very nice to see everybody just being like, 
oh, it's beautiful. The stadium's beautiful. You got the sound. You got the you got Lake Washington. I was like, good, good. I love everyone talking about, like, on a national level, about how this is so crazy. The game's about to end, and the sun is still out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Like, welcome to the Northwest. Yeah, it was like, it definitely painted a very good picture of what the Northwest looks like. Correct, especially this time of year, because I don't. I think people back east have a hard time understanding how long the sun stays out out, yeah. out here. Because I like it's like I always say one one reason I love the Rose Bowl is being a kid on New Year's Day in the D.C. area. It's cold, it's miserable, and they're out there in sunny Southern, you know, in California and Pasadena. I was just like, I, I got to go one day. Did you uh, catch any of the home run derby? I uh, yes, I saw Julio's second round. Oh, you missed the first round. I did. See, I only saw the first round. Then I was off to go get dinner with uh, Nick Wayne and the crew. Uh, so I saw the first round, and I was fired up. See, I was the opposite. I was going home, so oh. I, people were texting me. And then, yeah, I saw the second round. So I was like, all right. I Yeah, we got to talk about that format. I don't know the answer, but it seems, it seems like those guys gas out after that first round. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, though. Honestly, though, you win, you lose. You broke a record. To me, that's way yeah. cooler than winning or losing the home run derby. Like that first round, it was effortless watching him hit those home runs. Yeah, I will say this: everything's really good. All the Mariners fans are fired up. Otani would love to play here. Yes, I don't think he will. Sorry, that's the realistic view. Mm-hmm. That is on the Mariners management. <laughs> yes, and I, I heard an interview with oh, uh, uh, what's it, Scott Boris, mm-hmm. like the super agent for a bunch of athletes. Yeah. And they were asking him about uh, somebody that left and went to Texas. And he was like, uh, how should I put this? The owners in Texas made a point to whoever just left like a year or two ago. That like They made a point to him that they are focused on winning, not just having people. To st- you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Baseball is also very dirty in the fact that like those owners make so much money. They'll never show the numbers. You could see the value of NFL teams and stuff. They don't talk about it. Baseball, I don't understand. There's a lot of baseball teams that just don't care about winning. No. And it's it's not just a Mariners problem. I would say the same thing in Pittsburgh. I mean, you could name the towns. But for the, for the Mariners fans are diehards. At the time I moved here, I was kind of shocked. Like, holy cow. Like, I expected all the Seahawks passion. fans. That's like number one. I feel like the Mariners are the number one team when, when winning, of course. Right. And like, they've never been to a World Series. It's like, it's just tough. Like, you just can't win arguments with people because they're like, you never win No, it's, it's the ultimate shutdown. Oh, man, it would be amazing. It's just hearing everyone say, come to Seattle during the game, and Otani would be, he'd be a rock star here. Sounds yes. like he likes it here, too. I mean, the whole thing just seems perfect, but the big factor is, will the Mariners spend that kind of money and unload that much of their, dra- of their future? Which I would, if I was in charge... I would be doing that right now. I, I would, I would, yeah. Like I would, I would truck trend. Up. Yeah. Every draft pick, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Like that, that is a game changer player right there. Uh, Sounders, turns out they can score some goals. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. They, so they actually strung a couple wins together. They're playing again tonight, All which right. is nice. Who are they playing tonight? Don't ask me, Steve. Okay. I completely forgot they were playing Forget tonight. Forget I even asked. Uh, I'm not, I have not been a very good fan this year. I'm not used to them playing on weeknights. So when you said they were playing, I'm like, oh. I didn't even mention it this morning during the BJ Make Show because I was like, I didn't even bother to look. Yeah, because now, because all the games are on Apple TV. Yeah. So they literally only play Wednesdays and Saturdays. I thought. I, they, I think there's a random one-off Sunday game. But right, when they were on different networks, it would always kind of, the there was different days. Yeah. And you'd get like a, I don't know, sometimes you get like a Tuesday or Thursday night game, whatever. Do you have Apple? Do you get to watch some games, or are you just- so now that I have an iPhone, I can watch them. Oh, look yeah, Ted. Well, I couldn't watch it before. Is like my TV's too old to get Apple, Apple TV. TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And my MacBook is from like 2011, so it doesn't support video like that from Apple TV. I can do Zoom on it. Oh, Ted, question for you. Going back to uh, baseball. All right, I want to talk about the drama and the controversy going on with a local radio sports guy. Did you see all this stuff? That's oh, with Softy? Yes. I thought it was funny. So, okay. I thought, here's my, okay, you know what, we'll play. So, uh, what is it? The guy's name is Felix Bautista, and he's the closer for, for the Baltimore. Baltimore. And so, Baltimore's social media team goes, starts calling him, here's the new King Felix. Correct. That pisses off everybody. And then we talked about it on the air. I'm like, that's kind of odd. Like, I, I remember when they did it. And it was kind of funny at first because all the Mariners fans are like, no, 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 that's, he's not King Felix. And all the Orioles fans are like, no, 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 no. Why are we calling him King Felix? That's not his nickname. He's the Mountain. And why are we stealing someone else's nickname? So everybody seemed like they were all in cahoots together, Mariners fans and Orioles fans. All right. And then Softy is going to access to all the players and ask them, well, we'll just play it. He, he goes up because I get, I, I'd imagine Softy's been like going crazy about this on his show about how... Uh, how dare he had that nickname. So he goes like this to Batista. Hey, Felix, what do you think of the Orioles calling you the new King Felix? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Would you rather have him stop that? Does that, does that belong to Felix Hernandez? Yeah, yeah. It does. Okay, so do us a favor as Mariner fans. Tell the Orioles social media team to knock it off, will you? Thank you. And everybody loses their mind about this. Correct. I thought... I understand when people are like, that was kind of cringy. As a guy who's done some cringy humor over the course of my life and dorky humor, yes, I think it was very dorky. But I don't think it was anything awful. And I thought it was kind of no. like, it was lighthearted. And also, Felix is a grown man. It's not like he's doing this to like some special needs kid, like messing with a special. He's just messing around with another man about something silly. I don't see why people are losing their collective S about this. Oh, the Oros fan's been all over. Which I don't. I think it's funny, though, that now Orioles fans are like, you know, we're going to call our bullpen, um, I think, uh, how about the Legion of Boom? That sounds like a good nickname. And they're like, we'll call our fans uh, the 12th man. And I was like, okay, this is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, look, I do think it's kind of ridiculous. Like, right, King Felix, that's his nickname. Yeah. He'll be like the new King Felix. It's like, it, also, frankly, some of the, the the social media people, like, you need to chill out. Yes. Because, like, as far as people care, you're speaking for a whole organization. And some of it is just so catty and like, uh, it's just dumb. You know what it is? And I, it's the same repetitive S all the time. Like, New King Felix just hits different. Like, shut the, like, shut up. My <laughs> God, it drives me up a wall. You know who I blame? It's the Wendy's Twitter page from, I know that that lady doesn't work there anymore. I think she like does steakums now or something. Remember when the Wendy's Twitter page became like the big thing because this Twitter page for a business has a personality. And Correct. It's, it's salty, it's fun, it's and then all of a sudden now everybody's team has a personality for but, their social media page. But for Wendy's, they're selling hamburgers and there's no right. like it's not like that you see the owners. Like these players still have to go out on the field and play these games. Yeah. So when it's like, oh, you guys suck ass or whatever, like, it's like, all right, like, you're not saying it, but you're saying it. And it's like, well, now you're speaking for the team. You know what I mean? Right. I would, if I was a coach, I'd print off some of those tweets and be like, well, like, this is what the Orioles think about your organization. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so I just think it's a little bit different. Yeah, I thought it was funny, though, this whole thing with the. Uh, I was curious what you Softy thought. caught a lot of heat. And for the record, yes. I have met him just a couple times. He's always been super cool to me. Like, I like Softy. Yeah, I, I got no issue. I, I don't know him. I know there was a minute where, like, our show and him had, like, some beef, so he was emailing me, like, 
like, hey, I'm I'm enjoying this radio war between us. I was like, oh yeah, it's all I I got no, I I don't know you, I don't care about you, but I don't even listen to a show, so I have no idea what he's doing. But I obviously he's doing it to get some kind of attention. Yeah, which. Thank you, Baltimore Orioles fans. You gave him, like, there's articles in Barstool about it. And he's, of course, like, doubling down on all of it, which he should. Why not? But I, I look, I, I, I think it's it was also like, to, like, ask him, yeah, sure. I get the cringy part. I don't get the uproar about it, though. Right. And it's not like he asked him, like, before a start of a game. It's the all-star it's the game. Day, right. It was like the day, it was the home run derby, like, media day. And I love how people are like, this is his first all-star appearance, and you're going to accost him like that? I'm like, he didn't throw blood on his face or something no. along those lines. Like, he didn't, like, stab the man. He asked him a silly question. If you think it was a dorky, corny question, sure. There's plenty of dorky. We have one player talking about why Scooby-Doo is a superhero. Like, it's like the Super Bowl media frenzy. Players get asked stupid questions when these things are going on because it's not a serious game at this point. Right, plus it's like... Right, right. So you have Softy here, right? It, it, look, there's, I, I like Brock and Sock. I, I, I don't know Brock. I know Sock, right? Barnes works on that show. Brock's okay. He's just not the best thing to come out of Puyallup anymore. <laughs> oh, because of you? No, Chris Egan. Oh. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. I do think Brock is one of the best college commentators. I, like I, him I, doing I, a game. Yep, yep. But I'm just saying, like, Softy to me, since the time I've moved here, that guy has been in this market. Oh, yeah. Everybody true. knows him. You, mm-hmm. If you're a Husky fan, so it's like, this guy's put in, what, 30-plus years in a market? Yeah. You got some pimple-faced 25-year-old running social media in Baltimore. It's going to call him out? Like, no. And they're like, what, kid, what are they paying you? Huh? 30000 a year to run this account? You'll be gone next year when you ask for 31000 <laughs> I'll be honest. I would never want that job. And not even about the money. I would never want to have to deal with every sports fan bitching on social media and atting you like as if like you have any say. Trust me, I'm not making fun. If you make, I'm just saying thirty thousand is it's like a giant organization. Uh, that's fine. They could pay somebody real money, but Rich, they won't. Rich Ted over here is looking yeah. down on the the common folks that run Twitter pages. I get it. <laughs> I'm just some of those social media people. Like we know those people. You see them. Yeah. It's because all these corporations and then baseball or giant corporations. It's like we've got to get the new. We got to get somebody in here to like create this and that. And it's like sure, but it's still social media. Like there's no real rules. It's like that. I'm just saying, like, you can make fun of Softy, but just, like, we're, we're talking about it. You're just going to do him better. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Oh, he's gotten a ton of press about this. Yeah. And he was also the guy who asked Otani the question. Correct. So, like, he's just riding high from All-Star Weekend. It's probably the best weekend of his life. Like, if you if you have a thick skin or are willing to understand, like, I'm just being a character, I'm a sports character, like, at the end of the day, who cares what these people think about me, which I'm sure is how he feels. Which is probably the only way you can ha- approach these things because I mean he's just getting raked over the coals by some fans, both Mariners and Orioles fans, and also just random sports fans. But at the end of the day, his name is in their mouth. And it was the All Star Game here. Yep. Let's say in the DC area, right? You're gonna talk sports. Like there's there's a bunch of sports stations and stuff. But the junkies, you're gonna, you're gonna talk about sports junkies, right? Right. Now, granted, two of them are math grads, uh, but like making right. more than thirty one grand a year, I bet. Jesus, I. You don't even want to know. <laughs> they have a different set of roles than we do, <laughs> which I respect. <laughs> what a hitman! 
<laughs> no, my brother will just call me and be like, ah, oh, I heard about this and that in your company. I'm like, how do you know that? And he's like, oh, the junkies are talking about it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, they don't, they don't yeah. live under a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right, but it's like, right, so an all-star game happens at DC. I expect, I forget, JP or Pete or Bickle, like, I, you expect some of those guys to be there, and you got to kind of recognize, like, all right, that's that sports figure for... Radio figure for that town, right? And they're not just doing. You know, Softy is obviously on a sports show, but he's a he's doing an entertainment show. And if that's been part yeah. of like their ongoing story arc is about this, how dare they steal King Felix's nickname? And now he's standing twenty feet from Felix Batista. Of course, he's going to talk to him about it. I once asked Ray Lewis because he was promoting his giant rubber duck. They're going to put him. They're going to put all these rubber ducks in the Baltimore Harbor and the. The rubber duck that wins is going to get like, what? it was for like charity and this and that. But this is at training camp during a practice. I don't know if you ever seen Ray Lewis in person when he's wearing like a, God, you have his pants. This is like football pad or, and then just like a cut off shirt. It is very intimidating. But yeah. This is just a few years after people were like, he's a murderer. Steve, I swear to God, when I asked this question, my knees were shaking. And I'm like, and I go like, Ted Smith. Live 105.7. Oh, so you're like at like a media press conference thing? Yes. I could never do one of those. And I'm like, did you, just like Ray, since your organization's using rubber ducks, I just want to know, when you were a kid and took a bath, was it a rubber duck, battleship, what did you play with in the tub? And I mean, I I thought they were just going to throw me out of the room. And he kind of starts laughing. He's like, gives me an answer. I don't remember what he said. I'm like blacked out. So it's like, right. I wish there was audio of this somewhere. Oh, Oh my gosh. I want to hear your voice quivering as you're asking a man who some think murdered another human being what he played with in a bathtub. This was the same day I almost ran over Brian Billick in my car. Oh, my gosh, Ted. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just like, right, this stuff happens. Like... I don't know, just like it, people, and also like, and I love Twitter. Like I love Twitter for years; it was my favorite. I'm thing. a Threads kind of guy, personally. I, I'll switch to Threads. I'm just saying that, like, I've realized over time is that like there's so much noise on Twitter and yeah. social media, but it's not real. No, those people have a lot of them have no idea. They have no, no idea what's going on, and it's like, yeah, for softies, I saw people giving him crap, and I was like, you know what? Good for him. Yeah, he's 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 laughing the whole time. You know it. He's laughing and enjoying all this publicity that he's getting. Yeah. And you're right. I have that conversation with some of my wrestling buddies when they're like getting all worked up about something. I'm like, Twitter is a very, I mean, it's like, a, I can't remember what the stat is. It's like 1% of the population is using it. And it's like, and then you got to throw in like a majority of people who are on Twitter aren't even using uh, tweeting anything. They're just using it for information or like they follow their favorite athletes or whatever it may be. So then you got a small percentage of that small percentage that are really the only ones that are saying anything on Twitter. It's 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 not real, like you said. Like yeah. you, it's a small bubble, and once you remove yourself from that bubble, you realize nobody else gives a flying f. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. <laughs> That's funny. I'm glad. I was curious to see what you thought. I didn't think you were gonna be like f softy, but I was like, oh, I, was, no. I was like, the more I thought about it, at first I was like, ah, hey, dorky question, whatever. I, hey, I'm I'm I respect the dorky questions because I'm the guy that would ask stupid questions to celebrities all the time. So it's yeah. not like me. who am I to judge? I have asked a lot of dumb questions to celebrities over the years. In fact, one of my Facebook memories just showed up of me asking Billy Bob Thornton about his opinion of pineapple on pizza because as a kid he was a pizza delivery guy. All right. But it turned out to be a really fun question. Yeah. But was it a cringy question? Yeah, kind of, sort of. But that's yeah. what we do. Because like <laughs> you, you just never know what kind of response you're going to get. Man, uh, the outrage that people are having about this, demanding him to be fired. I'm like, shut up. 
Are you serious? I haven't oh seen that. Is that gosh. is that people, people here locally? They're people like are are tagging the Mariners in Major League Baseball, demanding to have his credentials taken from him. Like he didn't say anything terrible. He's joking with a guy who maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, Felix was feeling a little awkward about the whole thing. Who knows? I look it, right. The guy from Baltimore, he just has no idea how soft he. I think he just, he just was like, what, like. I, is that a thing? Like, yeah, of course it's King Felix. And he's probably not even aware that's a thing because he's probably not even on Twitter. Right. I mean, I'm sure he knows Felix Hernandez. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I mean, I doubt he knows about the controversy over the nickname. Yeah. I mean, right. That, that's or something. cares. And that's the thing, too. You got to keep in mind, like, these guys are like, most of them are like in their 20s. So it's like, they don't really care either way. Yes. And also, let's be honest, the guy gave up the game winning home runs in the National League. So maybe he shouldn't have that title. Yeah. You know what? Game over. You know, it's because of Softy. I, seriously, when I saw that last night, I was like, oh, Softy has been vindicated. Yes. He got in the guy's head. <laughs> right. Like, good job, New King Felix. Yeah. Like, right. And it's also just lazy. Yeah. You wouldn't call, like, you could call, I don't know, they call Sidney Crosby maybe like the next one. Yeah. But you wouldn't call somebody the great one. The great one. Right. You know what I mean? Like you said, like you don't even wear 99 in hockey. Right. And same, I mean, and that's an extreme example. I'm trying to think of other nicknames. But even like the King Felix, like, you didn't get that nickname because there were other, there's a guy named King Felix that they were just like, oh, because, you know, originally some people were joking like, oh, he's Felix the Cat. Because he's, you know, like, because there was a Felix the Cat. Like, that would be a, okay, another person named Felix might get that same nickname. Didn't he get it because he was a strikeout king? Yeah. And so they just called him King Felix. It wasn't like as if like this was a nickname that existed that the Mariners grabbed and applied it to Felix Hernandez. And it's like, why why you like come up with something? That, and honestly, the team did. Like they were calling him the mountain, whatever yeah. the hell that means. <laughs> Maybe the social media part was like, the mountain's a stupid nickname. King Felix is cool. Here's the best one. I forget the guy's name, but it was this German dude that used to play for Arsenal. And everybody called him the BFG. And I remember one Is it a big effing guy? <laughs> one of the reporters just said, it's like, why do you feel like, what does everybody call him the BFG? And it's like, it's the big effing German. Oh, that's he amazing. Was so tall for a soccer player. But whoever they asked, it was just like, use the F word. It was like, yeah, he's a big effing German. It's like, who had the best nickname of all time? It has to be Nick Foles. Was it like Big Nick? Oh. Big rhymes with Nick, Nick. Yeah. I was like, that's amazing. Third leg, Greg. Yeah, like that's a nickname that you just keep forever. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King Ted. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah. King Migs. Yes. The Midas Touch. It's the King Megacast. Or Migus, Migus Touch. The Migus Touch. Everything I touch turns to copper. I don't Jesus. Know. Well, give me a Moscow meal then. All right. I could use one. <laughs> Uh, I think we're back next week. Yeah, I'm here. Barring any disasters. Oh, Jesus, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Maybe Softy will find me outside and ask me an inappropriate question. I might be just too upset to do the show next week. People are like, hey, Major League Baseball, take away his credentials. Like, if I'm working Major League Baseball, like, shut up. Shut up. I, I also like I, I used to, but I mean it's been years. There's, there's no point in arguing with people. No, like when you're sitting face to face with somebody, you want to have a conversation. Yes. Fine, I'll yeah. have it. Yeah. When you argue with people on Twitter, it's just like there's no nuance. Nope, they're not going to change their mind. Nope, it's, right. So it's like what what's the point? I get BJ a hard time about that all the time. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm writing someone on Facebook. 
I'm like, what are you, who? He's like, oh, they said something I didn't agree with. And he's writing a paragraph. I'm like, what are you hoping to accomplish? He's like, I just need them to know how I feel about this. I was like, are you hoping to change your opinion? I'm like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, how has that ever, ha- has that ever worked for you? No. I was like, yeah, that's the answer, man. You're never going to, it's just a game of who's going to get the last texted word. Yeah, and people need to be careful too, because you put stuff out publicly, people could see your opinions. Yes. I'll leave that one at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to go. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Damn right. Yeah. We're kings. <laughs> see you, bud. Bye. Take care, friend. <laughs> All right, see you, bud.